Oh, I love that. All right. So let's begin. So, hey, everyone. Welcome to your first episode of Deep Dives with Lalandra. I'm your host, Lalandra. In this episode, we want to really explore this word called leader in those quotations to inspire you all to grow with your definition or vision of the word leader. Today, we hope to shine insight on styles and behaviors then to work into influence and impact, it has. So, of course, I have a wonderful guest with me. I'll let her do her introduction as you will come to know this show is not about me, but more about the people I invite. So, Brianna, a.k.a. Brie, if you'd like to go ahead and introduce yourself, go right on ahead. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, very excited to be here and continue exploring this word leader because... I am in the same master's program, kind of learning a little bit more about leadership, quote unquote, and just trying to find out more about how I can continue to make an impact, whether my title says leader in it or not, and just kind of seeing where it takes me and continuing to grow within myself and really just continue how I can encourage that growth with others. I love that. And also a key piece that I did not expect was you talking about like leadership and being in a title. That blows my mind a little bit. I'm a little bit shaky from hearing that (laughs) because I'm like, oh, if I had this like, imagine you're like the CEO of a company and you're immediately like, I'm the leader. That drives me nuts because I'm thinking like, okay, what does that mean? And I feel like when you jump into that it almost makes it feel like, oh, I've got to do something big right away to prove that I need to be in this position. And I think one thing that's really awesome about being in this program, not having that kind of title, but having more of that informal authority is to be able to develop these skills before jumping off of the deep end and uh, to be able to, to make an impact where you're at right now. You don't have to be a CEO to be able to make an impact and kind of encourage progress. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy that you're hitting on this because honestly, for me, even this morning, I don't know what it's been this weekend. I'm glad you talked about our master's program, which I started my homework celebration. (laughs) I finished my audit. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) So like in exploring in the strategic audit, I just started thinking about humanity and I just started to envision like who's creating the strategic audit And I immediately went to like these CEOs, these people who are at bigger places. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, wait, what? Like, why am I immediately thinking of all these bigger people and not envisioning myself or like, you know, who I am or where I am, you know? And it just kind of flowed this question of like, how do I define leader? Because I'm a very visual learner. So like, automatically like if you say cat like the picture of a cat pops in my head and yes it is Garfield (laughs) I'm shaking my head (laughs) well but you know it, it goes back to like you know that envision piece like who are we picturing you know when we think of the word leader and like the program I feel like especially in the beginning we didn't do that can you talk to me about how that went for you? Yeah, well, man, now I'm like trying to picture the difference between what I would have thought when you said the word leader, like visually what I would have thought when you said the word leader in August versus what I think now. Um, in August, if you would have asked me, what's a leader and what do you picture as a leader? It would have been, I don't know, someone 
maybe I'm not going to share the details, but someone at a, a higher level um, wearing a suit, wearing a tie, not really seeing the hard work of the little people. Yeah. Um, Cause that's just, Oh, you hear leader and you think it's this big bag, bold title. But I think now I think a little bit more of those people that are making an impact, um, no matter how much money they're making, no matter what their title is, no matter where they're at, people that are trying to continue to make progress, the ones that are fighting the good fight, um, the ones that are asking the questions that are hard to ask because they know they need to be asked. Yeah. Yeah. Asking those hard questions, mm-hmm. like you started to bring that out a little bit. And I kind of, I know nobody can see this, but like I see your <laughs> behavior kind of change in this because. I feel like you're diving deeper into, you know, I feel like we practice it almost every day, you know, because I, you know, we all ask those questions and we wonder those questions, you know? Mm -hmm. So can you tell me more about that? Yeah. Well, I think something that I'm learning through this process is just like, you don't always have to ask questions because you, you know what the answer is going to be like to actually genuinely ask and to care and, to not always have a solution, but to just wonder and be inquisitive. I think who I think of as a leader now is the one that's trying to say, hey, I don't know what the answer is either, but let's let's figure this out together. Or maybe we can't figure it out, but let's let's try and see what we can do. Right. I find myself doing that a lot more in my day to day. Like a student comes in with a question and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. And that's okay. Like not to know. I'm so happy to hear that because I don't think we get told that a lot because something else that you started talking about was that solution, Mm -hmm. you know, the solutions. We always have to have the answers. And I feel like when we go back to that vision of like the person you're thinking of in your mind, you automatically go to like a suit or a tie, you know, and I share that because gavel, someone that can like (laughs) Put their fists down and be like, okay, this is what we're doing. This I, is it. Oh, like that justice. Oh, all to say, like, you know, it's it's so interesting to hear that I don't know because I feel like we don't talk about that enough. Yeah. You know, and I wish we would because I feel like when we don't know, that creates, uh, I don't know the word I'm thinking of. Do you got a word that's coming to mind? Like, what does it, that I don't know, the unknown, like... What I don't feeling really starts I don't, I don't know if there's like a certain word. It's just feel I think now like feel hearing that I don't know is definitely more comforting than it once was. Um I can sit with an I don't know and be like, yeah, but let's let's try to figure it out. Let's try and work through this. In the past it was like, oh, and I don't know. Oh man, I really got I gotta figure this out. I gotta and anxiety inducing for sure. I'm learning more and more that more people don't know than what they lead on. They don't want to tell you that they don't know, and they'll just give you an answer just because they think that's a quick fix. And I would much rather be told, and I don't know, but let's work on this together. Um, Yeah. It almost kind of sounds like it goes from like an individual in your body, like, oh, I don't know, but out loud, that behavior is like, Oh, I know all the answers. It's like, like sharing, that, sharing the work. Yes. Right? And, and that's where the switch becomes that sharing the work. And I think it's so beautiful because a piece that I feel like that's stemming in my brain right now is like creativity. Mm. 
or maybe not creativity, but creative. And it makes me wonder about like, how does creativity become shared? Hmm. Can you give me a little bit more to go off with that? Um, I feel like I'm I'm kind of exploring it too. Okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to think through it. Like I think, I mean, what's initially coming to mind is just like just being open. And I think the more creative you are and the more that you're in that mindset, the more open you are to be like taking risks too. Um, Whereas if you're not in that kind of creative mindset, if you're thinking about, oh, I can't do this because of this. I can't do that because of this. You're not really open to the different perspectives. You're not really open to, uh, you know, all the possibilities. So I think that openness is really important in, in, in the sharing of it. Like just an initially thinking of creativity, like I'm thinking of artists, I'm thinking of people that can like work and build things, right? And their sharing of it is just like sharing it with the world, right? Like, oh. right, like that exposure to it. I don't know why that like initially came to mind, but that's kind of like, you know, they're being open to like share that perspective of it. Right, right. And like when it becomes shared, I feel like it becomes something different, you know? Well, yeah, there's multiple interpretations of it. It's not just the interpretation of of the initial artist, right? It can be, you can see this, this chair in the corner here and think, oh, that's just a chair. And someone else might think that, oh, it's, I don't know, multiple interpretations because like, I see it as a chair. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you have that right because I immediately thought, well, what's around the chair? <laughs> like, you know, and, and I think that's so beautiful. I feel like we're going. So there's two directions here that I'm sensing, like one of them where we're exploring creativity and how it can be shared, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, once it's out there, it can be shared in multiple perspectives different kind of experiences kind of connect to it but a big piece as well that's another branch is about the within Mm. right to be able to retain the surrounding so like when I think of this I think of oh I read this book called Untethered Soul I think I don't know if I shared it with you yet I think you told me a little bit about it but go on so in it it kind of had me some of the things that he was talking about was like He described, like, our thoughts and how they process as, like, building a house. And, you know, in a house, you want it to be stable. You want it to be perfect. Like, I'm going to bring out that word, perfect. And it's interesting because even when you are looking out the window or as soon as you wake up in the morning, like, you know, he talked about how those thoughts are going in, like, of the surrounding of what things are, but even within those surroundings, how you're trying to define what those surroundings are and make sense of it. Mm -hmm. And it blows my mind because for me, I'm like, this is a lot of thoughts. And my lines of code, I'll be open to sharing. Like my lines of code are immediately like, I need to be perfect. So everything I'm thinking has to be perfect. That is a ridiculous expectation to settle myself, right? Like, oh, it's it's so bad because then a piece where it connects, I feel like you started talking about like when it's shared, It's not necessarily shared with an open, I I think, open mind, open heart. Mm -hmm. What's coming up for you? Like, yeah, I think I really like the analogy of the house. Just there are aspects you want to be perfect, though, right? Like if you don't have that perfect foundation, like it's really going to crumble the rest of the house. But saying that I'm sitting here thinking, oh, 
well, if I'm the house, like what's that perfect foundation? And it's not the perfectionism to me. That perfect foundation is just like being comfortable and open, like comfortable with who you are within. Like you don't have to be that perfect external person that doesn't make mistakes or that gets everything right on the first time, but just like being comfortable with this is who I am and this is, this is how you're going to experience me because this is who I am. And then the fluff and the windows will come together and the, you know, the exterior color, but, but that's just all other things. Those might be roles that you're playing. Right. But it's not as, as long as the you, that foundation is solid, then everything else doesn't really matter. I'm settling with this. Like I'm, I'm processing and I love how you're describing it because I think that's what's so beautiful. Like it's literally what we're talking about in terms of like sharing that thought. Oh, and you took it in that, like made it your own too. I don't know if you caught that. I may be <laughs> catching it too soon and I apologize. But I couldn't help it because I think this is just the perfect example of like, I don't know, being aware and like talking through the thoughts that we develop you know and where it connects is like for me that's that perfect house but there's so many pieces involved like you described like the multiple roles it could be more than just one role so when we're talking about I feel like a leader Mm -hmm. right we are picturing one thing that could mean so many other things to so many other people. Well, I think this kind of goes back to like strengths too, right? Like I don't want, like we can't be everything to everyone, right? So we need someone that can be a leader in X area, but we also need someone that's going to step up and really share the perspective of, of areas, you know, like it's kind of like that balancing act, right? So like if you're trying to be more than what you are, then other things are going to be missed. So like being comfortable with like asking the questions, the you know like I think there's just that level of difference between yes like I can be a leader and I can make progress and I can invoke change in whatever role that I'm in if I'm comfortable I'm gonna say it again fighting the good fight right like yeah (laughs) (laughs) but just like being able to ask the questions be being able to say yeah like I want I want to see progress in this area and it doesn't matter the title that I'm in, I still have the authority to be able to do so. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you're also going into authority. You had mentioned authority before, um, for our friends out there. I don't know if they know that informal authority. Mm -hmm. Would you be open to like kind of sharing like your definition or like just kind of given that terminology? Yeah. So like, this is not a Merriam Webster definition. This is a Brianna Bigler definition (laughs) of formal and informal authority, but to me, I'm thinking formal authority is like your titled role. The individuals that you're responsible for that might be reporting to you. Um, you know, you might have a reporting structure up as well. That's more of that kind of formal authority, the one with the name badge. Yeah. But the informal authority are all of those relationships that you're building that they don't technically report to you or you don't technically report to them, but 
you're the expert in that sort of area, right? So if you're thinking campus partners, right? Like you can be building informal authority and something that I think is really important that comes along with informal authority is building the trust, right? Like people are going to want to continue partnering if someone, if they know like, oh, like they are going to come support me when I need it. And so I'm going to return the favor and I'm going to, I'm going to give back. Not because I have to, not because I'm required to with that supervision, but because I want to, because I trust them and they do the same for me. Yeah. Yeah. That key piece of that trust. I feel like in so many ways it's, you know, we go, I'm going back to it, Brie. I'm going back to like when we started defining leader and like how fluid it is. And then when we're talking about informal authority, I remember you attaching those two. And I was like, yeah, because in so many ways, like, even within the role that I have, right? There's so many parts and so many pieces, but a huge thing that's a part of relationship building is that trust. And trust, I feel like, goes hand in hand when you're in any role, Mm -hmm. you know, especially in a role that means, like, this is how I'm going to direct you. This is how we're going to manage. This is how we're going to, you know... And I'm really connecting how that could look in an impact on an organization. So like if mm. someone was this head person, right, how it could trickle down if that trust may be not all there or not fully developed. And I feel like it could really go into that impact of when we were talking about like shared, shared creativity. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, I think just seeing the ripple effect, right? Like there's not trust at the high level, right? That trust isn't going to be modeled going down and seeing the the people on the ground floor doing the hard work. Um, so I think like if that's modeled throughout a company, um, you know, the environment, the work environment is going to look entirely different. I'm really thinking of, oh, what's our book? Thinking like inside of outside the box, right? Inside outside the box. Oh, I know which one you're talking Leadership about. Leadership and self-deception. Yes. Right? Oh. <laughs> I'm thinking of like <laughs> the conversations that kind of arose from that company and like the trust that's wanting to be built from day one and just like how they pride themselves on that openness, on that, that shared creativity enough to say like, we all have a part in this and- we want you to be a part of this too. Right. That's impactful, especially if you're like starting somewhere for the first time. I think like being able to, to, to say no, like you're in on this game now, but it's not a game. Like this is real life. Well, and it really, uh, see, I love the way our program is set up because like we read this book, like remind me like first semester, right? It's been a minute. (laughs) But I I feel a connection stemming for me because we recently had a project that kind of Linda Hill gave a TED talk that talked about creativity. She compared Albert Einstein and immediately, you know who that is. When we talk about Ed Catmull, have you heard of Ed Catmull? And that's okay. Like, <laughs> this is why I bring this out because Ed Catmull is, uh, I believe, the CEO of Pixar. Oh, okay. Those inspirational movies like yeah. Toy Story, Cars. I know Cars is the first one that pops up for me. Finding Nemo. <laughs> Finding Nemo. 
there's so much in those movies that I feel like really talk about a very education, a very knowledge. But where I wanted to, where Linda really focused is like the whole organization. So when we envision like a leader or someone who's made so much impact, we think like Albert Einstein, right? He comes up, but Ed, right, has Pixar, who's been in an entertainment industry for years, for years, and still continues this way of creativity, and I'm trying. I'm really wanting to remember some of the things that she shared about the logistics behind it because it's escaping me. I'll be completely honest. But a big thing that I want to take away is uh, that how we think of a leader and how different that is from a leader who led alone and a leader who really was creating and creating in a way that was for the whole organization. I think something that he said, and I'm going to butcher this quote like crazy, you know me. Um, He had said that I am not wanting to create followers. I want to allow them to follow me into creating the future. Something in that reference. What's stemming for you? And be say what you're going to say. Be yeah. Honest. Do you mind like saying saying it again? Like I think I need to to process it one more time. No worries. I lead a voluntary organization. Talented people don't want to follow me anywhere. They want to collaborate with me in the future. I think what's really like initially I'm drawn to is just that like someone in an upper leadership position could very well say, no, like I want everyone to follow in my footsteps. I want everyone to follow in the path of me, to be on the same page as me, to want to just continue what has been done. And I think what he's saying, what's important in this is to be able to say like, no, like I went to open doors and open up possibilities for even more than what my mind can, can create, right? I went to create this connection and, and see that expand even beyond more than what I can initially comprehend. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it sounds like a progress or like kind of growth Mm -hmm. rather than like you. It starts with me. It ends with me. This is something more than. It's more than that because I feel like we're including everyone. You know, if a CEO or someone who is in a very leader role says that, it looks so different. Mm -hmm. We're, I feel like, you know, when we were talking about the chair in the room, like when we talk about creativity, you know, how does it become shared? You know, I'm starting to get the feeling that it starts within, mm-hmm. which is what I feel like you've kind of been aiming at. Am, am I picking that up right? Yeah, absolutely. I think just, you know, I think our classes are diving into this too, right? It has to come from within because how can you help encourage others to explore this if you haven't explored it within yourself. Right. And I think, you know, there's so much that we don't realize that either our lines of code, like you mentioned before, or the strategies that are constantly playing, why we're always thinking of the certain types of risks in every situation, right? It's because that's that's built from within, right? So if, if you haven't explored those, then you're just going to continue to think through those thoughts and, and almost share those. You're going to continue thinking those thoughts and then almost encourage other people to think the same risks that you're thinking anyways. 
But if you have explored that within, if you, if you know like how to turn those thoughts of risk off and just be comfortable with taking the risk and knowing that if you fail, it's okay, it's going to encourage the modeling. Like we mentioned before, it's going to encourage other people to take those risks. It's going to encourage other people to say, oh, well, he took this risk, so or she took this risk, or they took this risk, right? This risk was taken, and now what does that mean for me? Maybe I'll jump off the deep end. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I'm just going to dive all in. <laughs> oh, I love that you say dive all in, because as you know, deep dives, right? And then I also love a key piece that you're talking about here, risk. I want to continue to deep dive into that risk piece because, you know, I feel like it's very interconnected with the within and then also really connected with like what we even started with when it comes to being a leader, right? Um, or our definition of leader and know that I'm air quoting leader because <laughs> I know how you feel when it comes to that leader um, word, but you talk about risk. Would you be open to kind of talking a little bit more in that? Yeah, well, I think like everyone has their own definition of like what's considered a risk to them or not. And this could be a mental risk or it can be like a life, like if this is a risk on my life, right? Right, right. But I think our brains trick us into thinking that there's a lot more risk in life and that taking a risk is the end of the world, right? Where... I'm realizing now that taking a risk is just that. It's a risk and there can be just as much success as there could be failure. Um, but I think in my opinion now, like it's okay to fail, right? So I think I think you have to be comfortable with that idea of failure before you can even dive into the idea of risk, right? Because if you're too afraid to take a risk because you're afraid to fail, like one, where is that coming from? Right? Like what lines of codes have been talking to you lately? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But, What's your house trying to build here? <laughs> but I think like you have to become comfortable with failure in order to feel comfortable with taking those risks, right? Because once you become comfortable with failure, then you can start exploring a little bit more about, okay, like what risks, you know, what risks are we taking right now? And how can I continue to expand and push those boundaries a little bit further, right? Because right now you might say, yeah, like it's even too big of a risk to just ask a question that other people aren't saying. Oh, yeah. Or to raise my hand, right? Mm. But once you become comfortable with saying, I can raise a hand. This isn't, yeah, I can, I can show I agree with this. Um a lot of my lines of codes are about like fitting in with the group. And for me, like those were the big risks, right? Like, oh no, like uh, if I show an opinion on this, then people aren't going to agree with me and then I'm not going to be involved in this group, right? And that's not the case, right? Oftentimes when I have like become more comfortable with that failure, which it's not a failure, I just thought that it was going to be. But the more I felt comfortable with it, the more other people come up to me afterwards and say, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad you said something like I was thinking the same thing, too. And I'm like, oh, OK, now now I don't want to dive back into that, that kind of light of code and think like, yeah, man, I'm really part of the group now. But, you know, it's kind of like, oh, like this isn't this big, huge risk like I thought it was. It's 
my brain was just thinking, you know, trying to keep me encapsulated within those thoughts and, and afraid of like exploring what else there is out there. So like I said, I think like it comes down to that initial idea of like failure and your comfort level with accepting that you're going to fail. Yeah. There's no way around it. You have to become comfortable with that before you can start diving deeper. Yes. And yes, I, I agree with this and I'm empowered by it because, you know, for the longest time, my definition of failure is like, oh, this is the worst. So like I would neglect taking that risk. And and who is that serving? You know, you can't you can't, you know, try something out and expect that you're not going to fail. You're going to fail. I think our definitions or understanding towards failure is that it has to be perfect or it has to be right or, you know, well, if I don't fit into the group, like I share that. And I don't know what this is. This is a deep dive in a, in a further conversation of like pleasing others. Like what are their needs? Ooh, Oof. That's a doozy. Right, right. But, you know, how it associates to risk, I feel like we start to build up these fears and these illusions and it becomes impactful for that risk to take. And, and being a human, right, which I often explore. Oh, that's not me, though. <laughs> Wait, which one? Which one? Being a human. <laughs> <laughs> We're all technical in this world. Oh, yes, yes. Like humanity. It just, I feel like we get taught so much and so often that we have to be everything or we have to be pleasing others. We have to. And, and because of that, we don't take the risk. Mm -hmm. We ignore the risk because we're so focused on the failures. And if we're focused on that, right, who are we impacting in this, you know, idea of leader, you know, and this idea of being informal authority right if we're unaware of those lines of code which i know you talked about which and the strategies i closely associate those to the house we were talking mm -hmm. about <laughs> you know it's it it is wild to me because i feel like a piece of it may be fear you know and when fear manifests right when all of my thoughts are coming into my house trying to build it up right or has built it up and i need to replace right it becomes almost difficult it becomes this push and pull you know and it's just so interesting because I like you know I want to try failure failure is a means to try again which is what I feel like you're continuing to share even in you know your experience and what you've shared in this deep dive so I think it feels right to say Failure is the means to try again. We're not human. <laughs> we're taught that we're not human. <laughs> I had to say that. I had to say that, you know. Um, but, you know, we should continue to explore it and continue to experience it. And then we've also talked about leader without talking about that, you know, visual that that comes. I feel like we've really felt and, and explored this. And I hope this continues, Brie. I hope yeah. we can continue to explore this. This could go on and on and on. But I think this feels like a good a good pausing point to be able to say, yeah, maybe 
maybe explore within yourself. Like what, what's that kind of core foundation of who you are in your house? How can you, how can you start making some progress towards accepting a little bit more failure, a little bit more of those unknowns?